Pickaxe. Oh my goodness me. Oh my god, look at our little... Well, if you're watching on YouTube, you're getting treated to our little faces right now. Isn't that nice? If you're listening on another in another format then mm. you're going to find it really annoying that we're making constant references to how you can see our faces no that's the point actually that's the point we should make we're not going to make yeah. we're not turning it into a video podcast it's not a video no. podcast no no so this is the only time we'll reference our own faces so <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're not going to be bringing a thing along and holding it up to the mic and stuff like that no. I and mean, maybe once in a blue moon we'll be like oh that's like this thing but you know it, you don't need to be watching the video component Hello. No. Hi. Welcome. <laughs> uh, this is the cold open where we do cold things, although they've been they've been rather not cold. Spicy. Some oh, I've might got, say I've got a cold thing actually to like really kick off a cold open. <laughs> yeah. I, I was I, I've got a Vimto in my hand, and um, as a kid, I remember one afternoon where I realised if you put water in your juice, it gives you more juice. <laughs> and there was a good five minutes where I was like. Oh my god, I've cracked it. Like this is going to solve so many problems in the world. This is like infinite <laughs> juice for everyone. Yeah. I was I was on the verge of like telling my parents about my great discovery and then I got to the third dilution of the juice and I was like, "Oh right, this is why this doesn't work cuz it doesn't it taste tastes the like same." Water. <laughs> oh no. Did you ever think about maybe applying that logic to water? to save, you know, to solve the water scarcity oh. issue? Oh yeah, if you just god. pour water into the well, then the well refills. Then there's water in the well. And also you can dilute that well water, Peter, with more water. So yeah. that the water, the existing water goes is bigger. Mm-hmm. Whoa. All right. Yeah. Um, World Health Organization, get on to us. This, we've cracked it. This is no, no longer going to be water shortages. All you isn't need this, is more water. This is basically homeopathy, isn't it? Isn't the <laughs> idea... There's something... People treat themselves. It's like a pseudoscience. They do like homeopathic treatment. And it's basically... A tiny, tiny, tiny concentration of like a bad thing, like a disease, mm. or maybe it's a good thing. Um, but then they dilute it to like a trillion parts water, and then they just drink that all the time. And apparently, it like cures them of like cancer and stuff. And it oh. is not true at all. Um, <laughs> don't, so I've, I don't know. It's something about I... water has memory, and that I don't know. That's it. Water has memory is basically the the line. <laughs> Sounds there. like a bunch of bollocks to me sure does quite frankly um anyway all of this is to say that we are now if you're watching the video version on youtube you're no longer going to be staring at a static image we are actually here in webcam form As are you said, implying gonna... that when people watch it on youtube they sit and watch this still image the entire <laughs> yeah, time i think that at least at least a thousand people sit down in front of their tv and go oh <laughs> here, here we, we go, go. <laughs> new episode of podiots and then they stare at a static image for mm. two hours yeah uh, that's what i think people do but no now there is actually a video component so uh, we're no longer just because uh, there was it was in a podcast like maybe a few months ago when we were making a joke about how we were losing youtube subscribers every single week um that i i put it straight and then i realized oh god actually that's pretty bad that we're uploading a static image to youtube every uh, t- twice a month and that's it that's the mm. only thing that's going on the channel so no wonder people are unsubscribing but now there's actually there's something there there's moving the pictures move now oh yeah. my god mm-hmm we're real. We're back to life. It's just like yeah, the good old days, eh? Just sort of maybe a little bit like that. Yeah, perhaps. 
Speaking exciting. of exciting things, do you remember uh -huh. the blobby print we did? Yes, sure very exciting. Well, oh boy, uh, we're going to be putting it on some t-shirts soon. <gasps> Due to popular demand. That wasn't necessarily the plan from the start. It was just going to be a special piece of spooky art. But um, multiple people said, I would buy this on a shirt. So, uh, yeah, it's going to happen soon. Soon. Not, uh, not available yet. Hopefully in yeah. time for the next episode. Got, want to get some samples in, make sure it's all good. But um, yeah, look, keep keep your peepers peeled. Mm -hmm. We don't have any plans to uh, to release any more prints, obviously, because those were... Oh God, I'm making an absolute racket. I just took out my blobby print to show people. Nice. Um, the, you know, those, those were limited something by... something on your webcam, Ben? You said no, you... <laughs> naughty. No, no, that's a little secret for the YouTube audience. <laughs> right. Um, but also, yeah, that was they were intentionally designed to only be a few. So we don't want anyone who bought a print to feel like they're being hard done by or anything, um, because obviously you own a one of a kind actual physical art item, whereas this is now, you know, just a piece of clothing, which is, you know, still very exciting, but it's mm. it's different. It's different. <laughs> don't yeah. down talk the new product, Ben. <laughs> it's, it's exciting. It's exciting. But also it's not as exciting as yes. an amazing art print. Yes, but you can't has. wear an art print. So, you know, no. different different strokes for different blobs. Precisely. Precisely. Know. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything, but that's okay. Uh, shall we? Do you want to? Shall we? Yeah, all right, yeah. I think we shall. Hmm. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Poddy. It's the official. Videots. Videots. Podcast. Podcast. It's a conversational podcast where we take some questions from you at home and obey the law of the three ers where everybody brings a, a thing, thing along to, to talk about. about. I'm Ben. I'm Peter. And I'm Michael. Hello, guys, again. Hello, Hello um, boys. How are we all doing? Welcome to Podiots. Doing very well. I'm uh, I'm worried now because I in the edit when I edit the audio form of the podcast, I sometimes tweak the earthing along to make sure yeah, we're so more in earth sync. But uh, yeah. it's not going to be possible now. So <laughs> no, we'll see how well we <laughs> manage to do that going forward. Oh boy! Yes, welcome to the transition phase where we figure stuff out live yeah. in front of a studio audience. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's a very exciting time. Um, it's also been an exciting time because I got to see you, Mikey. Yeah, recently. yeah. You made your little way down to Bristol. We had we had nice pasta and and ice cream. Well, you didn't oh, you didn't partake didn't in the ice, ice cream, cream but you get to, you got to watch me eat the ice cream. I did. It was vegan ice cream, and it looked good. <laughs> it looked like food. <laughs> it's hard to get vegan ice cream. I really like vegan ice cream. It didn't taste any different, I don't think, but it's not mm. easy to get. Yeah, this one's banging. If anyone's um, putting out the recommendation now, if anyone's ever in Bristol, usually on a sunny day on the harbour side, you'll see um, a vegan ice cream van. Check it out. It's yep, bloody nice. expensive. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> but it's well tasty. Peter, all good with you? All good with me, I think. Uh, yeah, as far as I'm aware. Yeah. Can't, think of, can't think of any bad... I can't think of the multitude of bad things happening to me right now, so it must be good. Um, hey. oh. Things are... Uh, before we move on and ask Ben how good things are with him, which is very important, but while we're on the subject of Mikey, things are good with you as well, aren't they, Mikey? Move on oh, to Pastor's new... I forgot about that, yeah! yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've had so many people ask if you're joining Triple Jump. No. Have we? I've not seen anyone ask that, but I'm not surprised. Oh, really? I've had a couple. Right. No, I've been so many. With it. <laughs> Two. 
Yeah, so, yeah, the um, um, this week of recording, I left my current job. Wowee! Mm. Um, I'm moving on to pastures new. I'm no longer going to be in the Yogs office and amongst the Yogs and all that lot, but um, I'm moving on to something new and exciting, which I think mm. you'll all be very pleased about, but I can't say it just yet. Um, let's wait until I actually start the job, <laughs> just in case anything goes catastrophically wrong in the interim, but we're all set. And we're ready to yeah. go. So, um, yeah, Wonderful. keep an eye out on the socials for what I'm up to now. Amy said Very to me that she saw someone had replied to, like, your Instagram post or something. And they said, oh, man, sorry to hear that. Tough times. Hopefully something will come along for you soon. As they have been <laughs> yeah. sacked Don't you be fired. Yeah. No, thank, thank <laughs> Not again, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take another heartbreak. Yeah. It's, so, yeah, don't worry. I... I I would never dare leave a job um, without something lined up. Mm. Also, yeah, I, I, I'm too good to be fired, damn it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. damn right. Hero of fourth floor. Well, mm. we wish you all the best, Mikey. We and, do. Uh, obviously, neither Peter or, or I know because we're not allowed to know. Uh, but we're very excited for you. Yes. Thank you very much. And Polyps will go on unaffected. New and improved, mm. in fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No worries That's there. It. If anything, Mikey's job at fourth floor was holding him back. It wasn't. <laughs> yeah, fuck him. Anyway, <laughs> how are you doing, Ben? Yeah, I'm. I'm good. I'm good. I had a. I had a lovely holiday. I went on holiday for my birthday. Um, yes. And I went to French France, and I wasn't hungry the entire week. It's one of those real first world moments where you eat way too much dinner. And then you get up and you eat way too much breakfast and then you snack every time you walk through the kitchen and then mm. it's lunchtime and you don't want it. Basically, it's, it was Christmas for an entire week. Mm. Nice. And uh, I feel like shit. <laughs> <laughs> I came back and I've, I feel absolutely dreadful. So I'm trying to course correct now. But my body after a week of gorging itself is not it's not happy about oh, no. there not being a lot of food in it. So, um, we're, hey, we roll. I had a great time. And then I got to nip across to Bristol and see Michael Johnson. Um, and that was lovely too. So, yeah, all good. Excited for this new, um, the new era of Podiots. Some of the assets might be slightly different now, but we're working on some new ones that may fully roll out next episode. So slightly different thumbnail, slightly different YouTube album art. It's in the works. It may not be in effect now, but just be aware that the next episode may, it will look, it'll still be yellow, it'll still be yellow don't worry but but you may have to look at it twice to make sure that it's actually podiots so i tried to turn my lights on behind me into yellow which they do come in yellow but it they just it just looks white when i do that even though in the room they look lovely in yellow the camera doesn't like it unfortunately it's that auto white balance man it's yeah i don't know why Mm. it does that uh, but there we are. I suppose maybe we should point people in the directions of po- directions of podiots.com. If you go there, donate £3 or more, you'll get a shout-out at the beginning and the end of the podcast and join Pod Squad. You'll support us in the process, and, uh, you know, we'd bloody love you for it. We'd appreciate it very, very much. Mikey has got the first group of Pod Squad right there in front of him now. We begin with... Mm, down on. Ye olde anarch anachronistic well let me do that again <laughs> come on ye, ye oldie anachronistic thorn connor ross loves daddy business james bon 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 bonds very good <laughs> hoisin hoisin crispy owl 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 cool j good <laughs> no just one just two owls just oh, two owls i got carried away there sorry yeah. lads. <laughs> garlic puddington bear raindrop joy 
Lord Brotovich, Stephen Scordes, the gimp of Crinkly Bottom. <laughs> Alexa is actually my name. The best donator. I'm in trouble, Fred. And Christopher Lee, murder spree. Thank you nice. very much. Crikey. Uh, I've got some here. Lots of generous people, so bear with me while I talk about all their lovely messages. We've got mm. Anonymous. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Prince Beefcakes. Hetty Bobetti, who was very generous and said, Hello, boys. It's taken way too long to be able to give to Podiots again. Seriously, it was fucking ages ago. I listened to Podiots a lot, and it's seen me through some hard times. Ever since the first episode, I've been hooked. Keep it up. Thank you, Hetty Bobetti. Thank you. Thank you. We've also got Podiots says Guck Fimps. Caroline <laughs> gave me knob spiders. <laughs> the very generous choke me, Mr. Blobby, who said, I found Polly, it's completely by chance only three months ago and have just oh. caught up on the entire backlog of, epi- backlog of episodes. Oh. Crikey. Crikey. Polly, it's possibly my favourite podcast ever and I simply had to thank you boys for getting me through some seriously boring days at work. Wow. Amazing. Wow-y. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Very I hope much. Mr. Blobby chokes you. Yeah, <laughs> that's your reward. Uh, if that's what you want, I hope that happens. Uh, David got stuck in Stokey T, who was very generous and said all uh, all was calm on the country lanes of Stoke on Trent until a fiend fleeing the exotic town drove me off the road onto a grass verge. Luckily, wow. Potters arrived and freed my car with tales of local wonders slash shoving. They even refused my offer of saurine loaf as thanks. <laughs> oh, I can never okay. say no to a saurine. Good story. Wow. Well, glad you're okay. Well done. We Dad. are, yeah. And, and thank we, you, David. Thank you. Thank you very much, David. We've also got another generous uh, person, Wixican. Is that Wixican? I suppose it is. Wixex. Wix, yeah. Wix, oh, yeah. It's either Wixican or Wixexican. Wixexican. It was very generous and said, happy birthday to me. Well, one day late, if the news about Podiot's dying are to be believed, and this episode releases on Saturday. Uh, big love to you guys. Been following since The Simpsons Skateboarding. Uh, saludos desde Mexico de una compañero videota. I'm sure I said that perfectly. Hooray. beautifully, yes. Thank you very much. We're Thank you. And happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday. birthday to you. Thank you very much. Peter's penile pest problems. Uh, the very generous Mikey's the man who says, thanks, Mikey, for the quick response and help with my shop order. You guys are the best. Mm. Never change unless it's for the better. Well, we just have. Oh, uh, thank you. Thank you. And last few from me. Reunion stream when, please. Uh, Podiots presents PhD. Uh, fuck you, Lorenz. And Bono has glaucoma, silly. Oh, does he actually? Does he Does he really have that? Is that why he wears shades does all the time he? and we were oh, mocking him? No. <laughs> Oh, that does oh, sound like something glaucoma. we'd do, isn't it? Cancel um, idiots, everyone. Oh, he yeah. does actually have glaucoma. Oh, sorry, oh, Bono. No. Sorry, Bono. Oh, Bono, no. sorry, If we'd man. known, it's fine to wear shades if you've got... If, if that's what you want to do, if you've got glaucoma. but if you... Well, I, for one, love his silly little sunglasses now. So. <laughs> but if you're wearing them, if someone just wears them because they think they look cool and that's it. Yeah. That's not good it. enough. We don't like no. that. No, we hope... You have glaucoma if you're wearing shades. <laughs> that's it. That is what we're, that's what we're saying. Sorry, Bono, uh, if you're listening. Yeah, sorry, Bono. Yeah. Uh, also, in terms of reunion stream, I don't I don't know. There's no one in the calendar. Um, not specifically, I'm about, no. No, I'm about to move house, so maybe yes. at some point over the summer, but not soon. 
There will be but one, soon. but we just don't have a date. No, we do not have a date. Why don't you uh, donate next time and suggest a date? <laughs> And we'll, we'll maybe we'll maybe pick that. Uh, the remaining few of Pod Squad are Big Titty Jesus forty two, Cocktails, Woohoo, uh, Mister Macca, <laughs> Do you have blob spiders? Anonymous, Fuck Mikey's Dream, Bartek, Two Girls, One Kubitza, Where Your Sunblock. The very generous Anonymous who said hello boys had a scare with the big C lately after having a mole removed and just wanted to say you three have no clue the true joy you bring to us fans. Perspective changes things and I couldn't be more thankful for the many hours of joy throughout Podiots. All the best. Very kind of you to say and we're we're glad you're all right, I hope. I think that's the Yeah, presumably you mean mean that it wasn't in the end, but yeah. Yeah, but thank you. Look after yourself. I'm trucking. Salmonella Miller, not okay. Hugh Jass, Don Ako 7, Jens Herman, who said, has who was very generous, sorry, and said, has Mikey seen that haunted vagina book I sent in during the last tat appeal? Ashton Stream Read 3 was a really interesting experience. I admit I only bought it for the name and didn't know anything about the story. Kiss, kiss, and bye. Oh, I loosely. I, I, I'm aware of its existence, but I haven't watched the stream yet, so I'm, I'm not, not sure of the horrors that lie inside. Yeah. But, um, I must oh, check that out at some point. You will. Have to go watch the VOD. Uh, thank you, Jens, very much for thank your generosity. You, and you, finally, Alexa. Actually, it says Alexia. Alexa, yeah. add dildos to shopping. <laughs> you can't say that out loud. <laughs> We're going to get into Alexia. Alexia. I think it'll still listen, won't it? Maybe. Uh, <laughs> there we are. That's the pod squad. Thank you so much. You're all incredible. Podiots.com, three pounds or more to get a shout out at the beginning and the end of the show. Now, We've also changed up the questions because we're not doing questions anymore. We're asking listeners to submit things. So alongside our three things, the listeners submit three things as well. We're all going to take it in turns to read them. I've picked them out this week. I know what they are, but Mikey and Peter don't know what each other's are. So we're going to start, I think, with Michael Johnson. Well, we're going to start, I think, with the big question. What was your favourite oh, pod squad? You always forget. <laughs> Fuck, I was on a roll there. I thought you I were. segued in nicely. It was very smooth. Shit. And uh, I was just choking over here. Um, Shit. Because I was spoiled for choice this week, I must say. I liked Caroline gave me knob spiders. Mm. I liked cocktails woo woo. Do you have blob spiders? Uh, <laughs> what was the Bartek one? Bartek, two girls, one kubitza. They're all good. <laughs> Yeah, I'm. My vote's going to cocktails. Woohoo! Mm-hmm. That's that's very good. Um, I'm going for garlic puddington bear. That's good as well. Yeah. Loads. I like that one. You were saying, very Ben. Much. Michael, would you like to do your listener submitted thing first, please? I would be absolutely delighted. Now, let me pull up who sent this in. We've got this was sent in by Liam J. Rich at Liam J. Rich on Twitter. Um, so, boys, what's your, your favorite thing about summer? Oh. Ice lollies. Mm-hmm. Uh, driving in my convertible with the top down. Mm-hmm. Are, you, are you sure it's not endless, endless balls of chips on the seaside? I mean, I do like that any time of year. Yeah. So, Ergo, what would be your least favourite thing about summer? Could it could it possibly be having those chips stolen by dastardly seagulls? Psycho yeah, seagulls. Probably. Yeah. Well, boy, do I have the story for you. Oh. Uh, this is an article from the Metro, and the headline reads... Who Chippy. submitted it, Mikey? Oh, you already said. You already said. I already Shit, said. Sorry. I got, I got said. it. 
<laughs> it was Liam J. Rich. Liam J. Rich? Liam yeah, J. Rich. Thank you, there thank you, you go. Liam. Headline reads, Chippy hires teenager to wear eagle costume and scare off seagulls. Wow. <laughs> Excellent. Absolutely bloody great. I'm going to send over some pictures now so you can all get um, a look at this boy, but I will describe it also uh, once I find the bloody video servant. There we go. Um, th- these two pictures yes. kind of speak for themselves oh my god <laughs> there he is that's so, not going to convince any seagull <laughs> but sure okay i mean i think it's it doesn't have to look authentic it just has to be terrifying and it yeah, ticks that true. box yeah. it's um, one of those outfits for listeners it's one of those outfits like um the t-rex ones that are sort of slightly inflated yeah, yeah. like thin plasticky inflated airbag costume mm. yeah it looks mm. wonderful um, so yeah, a chip shop worker has started putting on a giant eagle outfit to scare off seagulls. Corey, age 18, pockets, and wait for it, £200 a day prowling what? the harbour yes. for Mr. Chips in Whitby. Good lad. Mr. Chips has got deep pockets. <laughs> Mr. Chips. I mean, a in terms of... A week. I... <laughs> surely, he's not, surely he's not in there every day, right? Well, why not? <laughs> Might be there one day, take 200 quid, and then the seagulls just come four days a week. Oh, man. Right. Are we petitioning to get Corey a full-time nine-to-five job as a seagull? petitioning to get me this job. I I want want to be the seagull boy. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, be absolutely delightful. I mean, I'm glad. I'm glad. You know, imagine being this kid. You get offered a job to prance about, scare off seagulls. He probably gets free chips as well as part of the deal. So he's done very well for himself. Um, but yeah, this is a chip shop in Whitby. Um, but it's not always plain sailing for Corey as the crafty gulls take revenge by pooing on his car every day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that's a targeted attack. I think they just poo on everything. But uh, Well, yeah, t- that's what Dave said. He said it was yeah. targeted, that it took revenge and did a sick on his car. Do they do this? Psycho seagull. I don't do they know. have that kind of agency? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, this is two news stories now. People being victimised by gulls. But I hope he uses the anger of being pooed, um, not being pooed on. Well, maybe he's been pooed on. But having his car pooed on fuels his um, his tyrannical reign of the seaside and scaring off gulls. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he says, um, yeah, the punters are happy. They're all able to come eat their chips. Uh, he says, I feel like a bit of a celebrity. I just charge at the seagulls when I see them. <laughs> Amazing. I've got to go to Whitby as soon as possible. It sounds so good. <laughs> do you reckon oh, we could... Do we have any listeners in Whitby that could that could verify this or go down and get a photo with him? I was supposed something? to be going with some friends. I don't know if it's happening now, but like in the next like month or so, we were going to do a trip to the Yorkshire coast. But uh, if, if anyone lives near Whitby or in Whitby, please go to Mr. Chips and get him get a video of the dude saying, Poddyots, tell your friends. Yeah, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's the next celebrity we want. He is a celebrity. The thing Absolutely. is, though, if he wants paying to do it, he's going to charge you a lot because he, he's yeah. on a base rate of £200 a day for standing there and running around a bit. So He earns yeah. more than us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah what the hell? Uh, continues, I've had gulls hit me on the side of the face with their wing before, then you'll get down, take your food. They'll do it so quickly that you just don't expect it at all. It's quite frightening, especially for the older generation, if they're walking along and having some chips. And I can speak from experience here. Seagulls do definitely coordinate an attack and like, get your food from the time I got my sandwich swiped off me. It was uh, horrifying. I wish I wish um, Eagle Man was, was around for then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Corey, uh, who's... Okay, right. This might put you off of the salary. Corey, who starts work at 6 a.m. Right. Who's buying chips at 6 a.m.? <laughs> what? He can't, he can't let those seagulls get any rest. Oh, they need dear. to know he's coming. Um, I guess he's, yeah, he's, he's chasing off the lingering seagulls and clearing the esplanade, esplanade for the, the future people. Uh, he said, grateful holiday makers are more than happy to reward him for his unique service. Oh my God, it's not just the salary, he gets tips he as gets, well. He's getting tips. tips. I once is he getting made... tips or is he getting chips? <laughs> tips and <laughs> chips. Uh, tips for chips. I once made £72 in tips in one day. Unbelievable. What, what do, you do you reckon? reckon the likelihood is that this boy is paying any taxes whatsoever. Oh, none. None <laughs> at all. It's all cash in hand. HMRC does not need to know about his chip money. Well, he's, he's bloody said it on a fucking article, hasn't he? <laughs> Idiot. Rookie Idiot. mistake. What a fool. Um, yeah, it continues on to say, yeah, the seagull problem is actually getting quite bad and worse and worse. And so this is a necessary but drastic measure to rein in those blighters. Mm. Um uh, the reporter said, uh, would you fancy working in the shop through the winter and in the summer, being a full-time seagull scarer? Uh, Corey has quite a bit of banter. Oh, no, it, does, it doesn't. It doesn't. There's not an answer there. No, <laughs> it's just a rhetorical. Thanks. All right. He had to um, run off at that point. There was a flock <laughs> massing. <laughs> and we end with, Corey has quite a bit of banter with customers. When they come and speak to him, he will make bird noises back. He says, <laughs> I don't speak English. I speak eagle-ish. Brilliant. Good. Bloody hell. Love they this found guy. the perfect boy for the, <laughs> for the job, didn't they? <laughs> Absolutely oh, banging. Right. Thank you very much for that submission. That was great. Yes, mm. thank you. Thank you very Brilliant. much. Now, how do you guys want to do this? Because we could roll right into Mikey's thing, but I feel like maybe we should roll into perhaps someone else's thing and stagger it, you know? Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, let's do it. So, Who's, who's feeling Peter? frisky? Would you like um, to do your thing? I'm happy to go, yeah. Oh, just opened a Wikipedia page and it's all white in my face. Um, oh. Right, we're going to learn today about something spooky uh, from Wikipedia. It's a weird Wikipedia entry. Um, this is all about the well to hell. Oh. Okay. The well to hell is a borehole in Russia which was drilled so deep that it purportedly broke through into hell. It is first attested in English as a 1989 broadcast by US domestic religion-based TV broadcaster, the Trinity Broadcasting Network. Hmm. Legend and basis. The legend holds that a team of Soviet engineers purportedly led by an individual named Mr. Azakov in an unnamed place in uh, Siberia had drilled a hole that was 14.4 kilometers deep. That's nine miles. Ooh. Breaking through into a cavity. Intrigued by this unexpected discovery, they lowered an extremely heat-tolerant microphone, along with other sensory equipment, into the well. The temperature deep within was 1,000 degrees Celsius. That's 1,800 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, heat from a chamber of fire from which the tormented screams of the damned could be heard. Oh, my God. The Soviet Union had, in fact, uh, had in fact drilled a hole more than 12 kilometres deep, the Kola Superdeep Borehole, located not in Siberia, but on the Kola Peninsula, which shares a border with Norway and Finland. I thought Fun for a second there it was meant like Coca-Cola. It was like sponsored <laughs> by Coca-Cola. Yeah, the, the Kola Superdeep Borehole <laughs> breaks through into hell. They're like, oh, we should not have sponsored this. <laughs> <laughs> Upon reaching the depth of 12,000 metres, that's 40,000 feet in 19. 
1989, some interesting geological anomalies were found. Uh, now, I'm going to share with you an audio recording that is oh, allegedly no. from uh, the microphone that was lowered into this cavity. Citation um, needed. Citation needed. You can click on this. Let's pause it. It's a timestamped YouTube URL because the beginning was just some deep noises. But if you pause it when you open it and we'll play okay. it together. Ah, sorry. It didn't pause. It didn't pause. I got oh, scared. Pause it. Refresh, Mikey, and pause. Okay. Right. I'm back. I'm back. Okay. So is this, is this a microphone that was lowered down into the hole? Yeah. A heat. Uh, what is it? An extremely heat tolerant microphone was lowered into the hole. And this is allegedly what was recorded. Okay. Three, yep. two, one, play. No. For God's sake. <laughs> the picture! <laughs> That's clearly just a sound effect. Yeah, I call absolute crap. Right. <laughs> Fucking bollocks. Can we stop it now? Yeah, we stop it. <laughs> Thank we you. We can stop it now. All the screaming. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Right, so I've, um, just for the fun of it, I slightly read around some of the words in this article. Uh, the opening sentence actually begins, the well to hell is an urban legend regarding a putative borehole uh, in Russia. Boom. Um, but, uh, you know, it's an interesting thing. It's the kind of thing that you stumble across, well, certainly I stumbled across on the internet when I was about... 12 and you know when you're young and impressionable you're like oh my god what's this about didn't necessarily think it was a recording of hell but i i trusted that perhaps the recording was made and you know maybe it's some kind of geological thing that sounds like screaming uh, but uh the article continues um the the genuine like cola Kola Peninsula borehole that was dug in 1989. Uh, some interesting geological anomalies were found, although they reported no supernatural encounters. The recording of tormented screams was later found to be looped together from various sound effects, sometimes identified as the soundtrack of the 1972 movie Barren Blood. Um, okay. Whether it is actually from that movie, I don't think is completely confirmed, but yeah, it seems to be just a, a bunch of sound effects and things. The story was reported to have first been published by the Finnish newspaper Amanus... Oh, goodness me, that's a long word. Am Amanusatia, or Sastia, uh, a journal published by a group of Pentecostal Christians from Levasjoki, uh, a village in the municipality of Seekainen in West <laughs> Finland. Well Jesus. done, well done. Well done. Um, Rich Buhler, who interviewed uh, the editors of that uh, journal, found that the story had been based on recollections of a letter printed in the feature section of a newspaper um, like some time earlier. Uh, when, containing, uh, when contacting the letter's author, he found that that person had drawn the story from um, a Finnish Christian newsletter, uh, which had printed the story in July 1989. Uh, the newsletter, that newsletter... 
uh, their editor claimed that its origin had been a newsletter called Jewels of Jericho, published by a group of messianic Jews in California. And at this point, Bueller stopped trying to trace the origins any further because clearly this was just something that he said, she said, has been passed on as a story. Cods wallop. Cods wallop. We are whacking those cods, walloping (laughs) them. Um, American tabloids soon ran the story and the sound files began appearing on various sites across the internet. Sensationalistic retellings of the legend can be found on YouTube, usually featuring the aforementioned Baron Blood sound effects. Now, there's an interesting uh, little extra detail to this. Um, the story eventually made its way to the American Christian Trinity Broadcasting Network, TBN, which broadcast the story on its network, claiming it to be proof of the literal existence of hell. Um, Ardgay Rundalen, a Norwegian teacher, heard the story on TBN while visiting the United States. Disgusted with what he perceived to be mass gullibility, he decided to augment the tale at TBN's expense. He wrote to Sorry, the network. Ma- masculine ability. That's what um, the, the, the eagle boy has. He's, uh, <laughs> he um, does. I know I, I, I screwed that, that. That wasn't bro- No. <laughs> I like it. I think we've got an episode title right there. Masculine ability. Uh, Rendalen then wrote to the network, originally claiming that he disbelieved that. Uh, yeah, originally claiming that he disbelieved the tale, but upon his return to Norway, he supposed. Let me. Re- say this with the right inflection. He wrote to the network, originally claiming that he had disbelieved the tale when he heard about it, but then on a, upon his return to Norway, he supposedly read a factual account of the story. So this is him having fun with the network where he's, mm-hmm. he's read this story. According to Rendalen, the story claimed not only that the cursed well was real, but that a bat-like apparition <laughs> had risen out of it before blazing a trail across the Russian sky. Whoa. To perpetuate this hoax, Rendalen deliberately mistranslated a trivial Norwegian article about a local building inspector into the story and submitted both the original Norwegian article and the English translation, in air quotes, to TBN. Nice. Rendalen also included his real name, phone number and address, as well as those of a pastor friend who knew about the hoax and had agreed to expose it to anyone who called seeking verification. Uh, so basically, he got this network to print a Norwegian article about a building inspector saying, look, here's the original article that proves a bat flew out of the hole. And Sorry, was, also- it, was, his pa- was his pastor friend called Carl Bonara or something? Oh, <laughs> oh, Sorry! God. Sorry! Michael, what's happening? Carl Are you Benara. all right? <laughs> He's had me. too much Vimto, everyone. <laughs> he has diluted, but still. Oh, it's <laughs> strong stuff, my friend. And, uh, yeah, enclosed the contact details of himself and the pastor so that anyone seeking more information, thinking it was real, would then ring them up and be told, no, it's BS, we've had you there. Um, TBN did nothing to verify Rendalen's claims and aired the story as proof of the validity of the original. Um, So there we go. Uh, The the story continues to be published, you know, around the internet and so on. Um, And in 1992, U.S. tabloid Weekly World News published an alternate version of the story, which was set in Alaska, where 13 miners were killed after Satan came roaring out of hell. No, not Stan. Yeah, Stan. Hit me back, your biggest fan. This is me, Satan. Nice. Very good. (laughs) Satan is an an ingredient, isn't it, Mikey, in various vegan dishes? 
Yes, it's a wheat gluten, a meat alternative, if you will. Satan. Satan. So there you go. That's the story of the definitely real Well to Hell with a definitely real recording of Tormented Screams, not from the movie 1972's Barren Blood. Not from that. Not from no. that. No. I'd never heard of that before. That's That was an interesting one. Good. Yeah, I like that he leaned into the story and, and perpetuated it and yeah, spread. <laughs> just I guess back then people couldn't plug translations into Google Translate. No. So just, yeah, no. this is translated. Trust me. I enjoyed the within about three seconds of us listening to the audio, Ben just went, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. It's because in the industry that we work in, right? Yeah. When, when we're sourcing sound effects for hell, which sometimes, which has happened at least double digits time for me over the course of my career mm. um that's that's the sound <laughs> that's, yeah <laughs> that's what you find on youtube when you search hell sound effect it's not real yeah be. absolute bollocks uh well thank you for that thing peter you're welcome thank i'm you. now going to take my turn to read out another listener thing good so here it comes it's from alexa simpson on twitter at aa simpson uh, and this is one that has been doing the rounds recently that you guys will probably be aware of. But uh, here we go. This is from The Independent. Gladys the Killer Whale and her gang of orcas out for revenge in Gibraltar. <laughs> I only heard about this yesterday, actually. But yes, I have heard. OK, here we are. A British sailor's boat was the latest victim in a spate of orca attacks on vessels near Gibraltar, as an expert suggested a traumatised killer whale may be inadvertently teaching others to target them. Nice. There have been two... Yeah, it is nice. It's pretty yeah, great. It's great. Yeah, let the whales get get some. Let's do it. <laughs> there yeah, been... I heard the story because Amy sent it to me, and then just underneath the link, she just put Slay Queen. Like, <laughs> nah. Great. Yeah, you get those yachts. Yeah. Uh, there have been 20 incidents this month alone between the highly social apex predators, this being May, I assume, and small vessels sailing in the Strait of Gibraltar, according to the Atlantic Orca Working Group, GOTOA, with dozens of orca attacks on ships rec uh, recorded on Spanish and Portuguese coasts this year. In the early hours of Thursday, a group of orcas broke the rudder and pierced the hull of a boat after ramming into the mystique on its way to Gibraltar, prompting its crew of four to contact Spanish authorities for help, a spokesperson for the Maritime Rescue Service said. Wow. Uh, there's a photo here of a very ominous-looking orca who's sort of approaching. Let me send it to you guys. You can go on the link dump there. You just see a fin. I mean, just wait. There will be a horror movie about this now, definitely. Oh, yeah, because because Big Boat is going to say that orcas <laughs> are the baddies, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. So there'll be money for that. Uh, the service deployed a rapid response vessel and a helicopter carrying a bilge pump to assist the 20-metre vessel, which was sailing under a British flag, uh, a spokesperson for the Maritime Rescue Service said. Again, uh, the Mystique was towed to the port of Barbate in the province of Cadiz for repairs. Posting footage of the ordeal on Instagram, British sailor April Boys, aged 31, <laughs> said, What started off as a seemingly unique encounter ended with orcas breaking off our rudder from the boat, then proceeding to tear bits off the boat for an hour. A huge hole. Oh, wow. Mm? What was her title? Uh, British sailor April Boys. How's this? How are you spelling it's boys? Not it's, spelled, not... it's not spelled oh, buoy. It's not. Come on. B O Y E S. All right. Unfortunately, okay. it's too close, though. <laughs> uh, a huge hole in the hull meant we had water ingress to other parts of the boat and the engine room, and I can honestly say it was a scary experience. We are all safe. I'm feeling grateful for the Coast Guard. Uh, earlier in May, the sailing yacht 
Alboran Champagne, oh, oh dear, suffered a similar impact from three orcas half a nautical mile off Barbate, the, uh, or Barbate, or Babate. Uh, the boat <laughs> could not be towed as it was completely flooded and was left adrift to sink. Uh, it goes on like that. There are various photos of uh, orca damage to all sorts of boats. Um, there's comments underneath, which is fun. Ooh. Right. Much I mean, part of the reason why this is a bit of a, in, in my opinion, a Slay Queen is because what I heard was that the orca that's been apparently teaching the others to do this may have been struck by a boat mm. at some point and it's learned to like either fear or be angry at boats and that's why it's doing it. It's not just an orca that's decided one day to start attacking boats. It's like, yeah. you know... I got hit by a flipping yacht, you piece of shit. Like, and yeah. I hate you. Get out of the sea. Death to all so yachts. Yeah, in that sense, I don't mind so much that it's angry. Yeah, it says here experts believed white believe uh. White Gladys is apparently her full name uh, may have suffered a critical moment of agony, such as colliding with a boat or becoming entrapped during illegal fishing, which altered her behaviour in a defensive fashion. That traumatised orca is the one that started this behaviour of physical contact with boats, Dr. Lopez Fernandez told Live Science. We do not interpret that the orcas are teaching the young, although the behaviour has spread to the young vertically simply by imitation, and later horizontally among them, because they consider it something important in their lives. I assume that's been <laughs> translated, but that's uh, an interesting way of talking about it. Uh, Sorry this... I jumped in there with that, with that little detail that's all right i, w I wasn't going to read the end and now i have mm. so you prompted me to do that but it, this, this is great news um i first learned about this from memes because there was uh, <laughs> someone posted a screenshot of an article on imja and then there was a, a that meme that's you know that goes the i wish i wish orcas a a very pleasant have i introduced you to jeff bezos's yacht uh <laughs> which would be great yeah that'd be nice <sighs> Yeah, like I think that's 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 on the up and up. I think one day the, the orcas are going to join forces and just fuck shit up. Yeah. I'm 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 here for the animal uprising. It's about time. Let let, let the monkeys roam the streets and mm -hmm. beat the humans to death. Well, maybe not like, me. No, I'm not on the that. good ones. We don't want that one. That's like um, that's what Moby Dick was based on, isn't it? Like uh, and allegedly, well, yeah, a supposedly real event. Uh, they made a movie about the the more real side of it, not not an adaptation of Moby Dick. Uh, what was it called? In the heart of the ocean, or in the heart of the sea, or something, where a whale was like attacking. It was like a sperm whale, or like a really big one, not like an orca, and it was attacking whaling boats in the whatever it was, the 1700s or something, and like sinking boats and stuff. And these whalers got washed up on a desert island and had to like cannibalize each other because this whale came and destroyed their boat. Because it had been killing whales. Yeah. So, sorry. <laughs> you reap what you sow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So there we are. That's another listener submitted thing. And now, Michael Johnson, I believe it's time for your thing. Ooh, I don't know why I'm making noise. I've got the document right in front of me. Hello. Yes. So um, recently in the news, there was a story of a senior prank gone too far. Um, for those not in the loop, senior pranks are just kind of the silly little things you do at the end of year. Just uh, it's, it's a mixture of light debauchery and heavy debauchery. Um, and today's tale is a tale of the heaviest of debauchery. Oh, well, no. it gets heavier. We begin. North Carolina high school students pour cement in toilets in costly senior prank. That's not a prank. Is, right? 
Exactly. That's that's just that's, that's vandalism. just vandalism. Vandalism and destruction of property, my friends. Where's the, where's the joke? I've got to go poop, and you put cement in it. You you buggers. A group of North Carolina students landed themselves in hot water after they poured cement into toilets at their high school as part of a senior prank. Sometime on Thursday night, the students broke into the school and poured poured the mix into a number of toilets and urinals, according to the district. So, yeah, you could. Yeah, yeah. We once had um, this is reminding me now. We once had um, a day in school where a child just decided to urinate into a water fountain. (laughs) Oh, but, God. Okay. Yeah, that was gross. We had to shut down everything that day. But um, yeah, imagine now the whole school has to resort to peeing in water fountains because of some, <laughs> some little buggers. Oh, dear. Uh, f- photos of the evidence ob- obtained by the district shows toilets now unattached from plumbing filled with a thick grey layer of cement in the bowl. One toilet bowl also had tennis balls in it just to really mess right. things up. The cool. cement wasn't enough, lads. Come on. <laughs> Just being assholes. Um, so in total, the damages cost more than $4,000. And uh, then the writer of the article at this point starts getting quite punny with it. Uh, while the case may be tough to crack, mm. the, the district warned that those responsible will be potentially charged and suspended. If those caught are seniors, they can flush their hopes of participating in their graduation ceremonies down the drain. Oh. So that's... One example of uh, a senior prank, I thought, well, surely there's got to be worse ones than that. I mean, that's pretty bad, but come on, kids kids can be rotters when they want to be. So mm-hmm. what, el- what else is out there? Oh boy, did I find a few fun ones. Okay. Um, in McClure High School, seniors took a prank too far when they unleashed an unpredictable hell on their schoolmates. Massed seniors proceed to bombard students with firecrackers, cherry bombs, smoke bombs, and water guns filled with bleach and urine. Oh my god. God. What the hell? That's just domestic terrorism, my friends. (laughs) Yeah, that's... Yeah, that I would be... Yeah, that is actually terrible, but um, oh boy, well, it doesn't get worse. It gets weirder and more wonderful. Uh, Splendora High School seniors broke into their school for their annual prank. The kids threw streamers and balloons throughout the hallways, but after they tripped a fire alarm, they scattered. However, a handful of teens remained and decided to take the prank to the next level. So, like, streamers and balloons, a nuisance, Mm -hmm. but fine and good fun, I guess. I mean, not for the janitors, you have to clean it up, but I guess, yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, But these kids that stuck around poured vegetable oil down all the staircases, urinated onto the walls, I sense a theme here, um, broke into the principal's office and pulled out the fire extinguishers to set off more alarms. Uh, Good. But uh, saving grace here is is that the act was all caught on camera. (laughs) (laughs) And so, yeah, pretty quickly the kids were rumbled. And yeah, they got they got properly done for that one as they should be. Yeah. Hunter Osborne, an Arizona high school student, was charged with 70 counts of indecent exposure and one count of distributing harmful items to minors. What could possibly rack up so many charges? Well, for his senior prank, he decided he was ex- he would expose himself in the high school football team's yearbook photo. <laughs> okay. Right. 
what a fool so yeah he got his willy out and then that picture i guess slipped past the people looking over the book and made its way to 3400 students how did that okay. how on earth could they all oh, right or whatever it's just it's just silly oh boy um and now one of one of my favorites uh, the final one Students at the Brooklyn School for Global Studies. That sounds made up. The Brooklyn School for Global <laughs> Studies. <laughs> well, maybe this one's slightly more dubious, but I like it, so it gets read anyway. Uh, they decided to whip up a succulent chocolate and laxative cake oh, for their God. teachers. Yeah, in the hopes that they would poop a veritable fountain of comedy, it says. <laughs> yeah, what's funnier? Wouldn't? Yeah, wonderful language. God. Instead, they learned that when you drug someone with a random dose of laxatives without their knowledge, you don't produce comedy so much as a medical emergency. Uh, sadly, yes, two teachers ended up in the hospital and three more got sick because, yeah, you shouldn't really be taking laxatives recreationally, let alone just dumped into a chocolate cake. No. It's, it's a terrible idea. As for the students, not only did they get suspended and barred from graduation, they also got arrested and charged with assault. Results. Mm. Well done. And that... Glad, glad to hear it, of at least some people getting done for these. That's like, you know, yeah. karma. I like it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, all of these should be jailed forever, but yeah. I mean, oh no, you don't get to go to your graduation while you, you sprayed bleach and urine on people. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> God, Unbelievable. Did, did you guys ever have any anything like that in your schools? Apparently, it is done in the UK, and it's called muck-up day. Muck-up <laughs> day. day. Muck-up no. day. <laughs> no. no the, the closest thing I can think of is that um, my primary school, actually, uh, the, uh, each year, the year sixes, that's the final year, for those who don't know, in UK primary schools, uh, would do a, like a... a, a a play like a, it wasn't a pantomime it was like like we did Sweeney Todd and like a different year did Oliver Twist and stuff nice. so uh, we put a play on it'd be done for three nights in a row all the parents would come and watch it and on the last night of the play at the end of the year um, we we would always get the headmaster up and then he would just like be sprayed with silly string and like shaving cream and stuff and he would just sort of be pied and it, would be, it was like a bit of a tradition it happened every single year and he, he came to expect it but then uh, apparently my sister's year, she's two years below me, She wasn't. they weren't allowed to do it anymore because the year before it got really chaotic and like he got it like in his eyes and he was like being like roughed up and stuff by these oh, children oh, uh, no. and uh, his glasses got broken. Like apparently his glasses came on, like came off and like someone trod on them. So uh, then it was from that point on, it was banned and you could no longer spray Mr. Aston with silly string. <laughs> oh, Jesus. When head teachers shout, it's like otherworldly, like nothing else rocks to you to your core like yeah. that. Imagine the roar that erupted from him in the midst of all that. <laughs> yeah. My word. Yeah. Uh, thank you, boys. That was my thing. Thank, thank you, Mikey. Thank you very much, Michael Johnson. That means, Peter Austin, it's your turn to read your listener-submitted thing. It is my turn. Uh, this was submitted to us by from uh, Groovy Pasty at Groovy Pasty on Twitter. It's according to the Manchester Evening News, um, and uh, the headline is "Men," and then this is in quotes: "Men from Manchester hmm, are holding dogging parties in the bushes behind a roadside cafe called Big Baps." <laughs> wow. Uh, 
little subheading says, if you came and had breakfast at our cafe, you'd see two or three doggers guaranteed. <laughs> it's like a promise. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. We guarantee you will see two or three doggers. Or your money back. Yeah. A back uh, There's a bit... This appears to have been written by two people, uh, Damon Wilkinson and Phoebe Fuller. So I hope they had a good time going and doing the research. <laughs> well, Davy touched his Wilkinson and then Phoebe was Fuller after Fuller. eating at the, yeah. at the cafe, oh. wasn't she? Goodness, yeah. Right? That's it. Um, That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the owner of a roadside cafe, or it's just in a load of ads. The owner of a roadside cafe in Yorkshire says her business is being blighted by men from Manchester holding dogging parties in the bushes. <laughs> Sharon Werrett, co-owner of Big Baps at Junction 25 in Brighouse, says that she sees two or three doggers every morning as she's serving lorry drivers their breakfast. Oh, my God. England she... is a hellhole, isn't it? <laughs> isn't it just? Um, she claims that the men come from Manchester and sometimes so come in many the bushes people... Too. Sorry. <laughs> Indeed. She claims that men come from Manchester and in the bushes uh, and sometimes... <laughs> So many people turn up, there's no room for lorry drivers to park in the lay-by. Because they're all fucking in the woods. What is happening? Yeah. Uh, she told Yorkshire Live, if you came and had breakfast at our cafe, you'd see two or three doggers guaranteed. Most people think it's funny, but actually it's really seedy. Sharon claims yeah. that the wood behind her cafe is littered with condoms and old mattresses that are used for people to have sex on. Oh my nice. god, I didn't realise yeah, that really... it went to that level. That's... God, yeah, that's... got the actual infrastructure in place. Oh wowie. Um, she says she's repeatedly reported the issue to her local MP and the police, and now she feels she needs to warn walkers in the area. She said, if it were a female and male dogging site, I'd feel exactly the same. Uh, that just doesn't come into it. It's the fact that it's a dogging site. I guess she's saying it is actually all men in this right. case, but that's okay. irrelevant. That doesn't come uh, into it, Peter. It doesn't come into it. There's a hotel 20 yards up the road. I'm sure they'd appreciate the business. It... Put a special doggers discount on. <laughs> yeah. Rooms by the hour. <laughs> um, she continues, it's dogging massive. Oh, what? Full stop. It's uh. dogging massive. Full stop. The truckers who do manage to park there on a night get propositioned. They knock on the cab and say, do you fancy a bit? Goodness me. Um, another issue Sharon is facing is people are car sharing and using the lay-by to park their car while they get a lift into city with their friends. She says this means lorry drivers are often left without a space to park for their rest breaks. She says the main thing I'd love is for truckers to be able to park. They come in depressed, they're away from their families and want a warm meal. Obviously, I don't come to work for the fun of it. We, oh, Jesus, this gets really dark. Anyway, people are dogging, oh, basically, by oh, a cafe. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, it is. And she's had, like, a family tragedy that she just sort of threw in there for, you know, oh, for oh, reasons. Oh, we, won't, we won't go there. It'll bring the mood down. Um, I will also, I'll also mention, I won't read the, the second article, but uh, Groovy Pasty did include a follow-up article Um but uh, I do just like this one quote that Groovy Pasty mentioned in the tweet, which is, there is even a follow-up article for some reason where a journalist visits the site to find, quote, sex litter. Oh, oh God! Oh, what sex, sex litter? litter. <laughs> oh, I don't know oh, what that boy. is. Surely that's condoms, right? Probably condoms, yeah. Oh, mm. God. 
Good. I mean, that must have been a fun day in the office. Who wants to go find the sex litter by, yeah. by Big Baps? Big oh, it's that it's called Big Baps as well. That's like, yeah. It just sounds. Think... It just sounds like a pretend news story. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> this is like you. the best thing. This is why. We, this is why we asked for local news. Yeah. Manchester Evening News is talking about the dogging at Big Baps. Yeah. The Whitby herald or whatever it is is talking about the seagull man maybe that was a bigger story but uh yeah that could be local news as well mm. yeah this is what we want you, yeah you've all done an incredible job on your on your first your first yeah. week and we want it from the past two weeks as well so it's always current don't send us older stuff uh yeah. we had tons of really really good submissions and and whittling wit being it down to those three was <laughs> uh, was a challenge so yeah well done everybody well done. Well, well done. done. Very good stuff all around. I'm sorry, I did. I googled Big Baps to kind of like see if it was Oof. real. It was real, and there's a there's a newer news story. Oh no! Yeah, about sex Big, litter. Uh, well, Big Baps Cafe suddenly disappears. <gasps> what? How? Oh, no, she's, she's up and left. Well, because it'll be a trailer, won't it? It's not oh. going to be a building. I don't think. <laughs> all right. Yeah. That, yeah. That, yeah. So yeah, she just. Up sticks and move the cafe elsewhere. Oh, oh no. my god! Looking Sent at away the f- by the doggers. Looking at the photo though, it's like there are benches there, and there there are little sort of planters out the front. Um, and there's a sign that does say "under new management." I don't know how old that photo is, but uh... yeah, that's true. Although it it does look like it could still be a temporary structure. You're right yeah. that they have got like. You know, sort of garden furniture and stuff, but you probably could lift that thing onto a, a flatbed and move oh, it. Well, wherever Big Baps uh, moves to, make sure you give it your patronage if you're in the Manchester area. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Incredible. Amazing. Well, I've got a thing. Mm-hmm. We're going to go from that to some culture now. Are you ready to, oh, good. to feel cultured? Raise the brow a bit, I think. This is something I discovered through. Uh, like some meme, I think, like most of my things that I find interesting, someone's it's like a screenshot of some Tumblr conversation and I've actually looked into it myself. So this is a write-up that I've taken bits and pieces from uh, from a website called The Imaginative Conservative and uh, it's a really well-written article with lots of personal experience about the topic, but I've cut those bits out, so I'd recommend going and reading the whole thing if you're interested. So here we go. It's time we talk about the first ever music pirate... Mozart. Ooh. Okay. Here we go. The 14-year-old Mozart didn't see himself as a music pirate, mind you. He was just doing the thing he so excelled at with his musical genius and photographic memory back in the spring of 1770. He and his father Leopold were in Rome, working their way through Italy for the month as the young Wolfgang performed and studied and learned. Their timing was perfect. Rome during Holy Week. This was the only time and place you could hear Allegri's famous, I'm going to try and pronounce it now, Miserere Mei Deus, I think, being sung in the Vatican Sistine Chapel, to be more exact, on Wednesday and Friday of Holy Week. It was a big tradition. Since 1514, a total of 12 Misereras had been chanted slash sung at this service. This twelfth one, a setting of Psalm 51 composed by Gregorio Allegri in the late 1630s for Pope Urban VIII, yes, had become the mainstay, far and away the most popular, Miserera. To attend this service and hear this music was a big deal. Visitors, musicians and travellers would arrange their schedules well in advance to be sure to catch a performance. So this song was performed very rarely. Uh, Why the big deal? 
Mystery and inaccessibility have a way of adding cachet to any piece of music, particularly one so strikingly gorgeous, at once austere and lushly inviting. The Vatican knew it had a winner on its hands with Allegri's Miserere, and wanting to pre preserve its aura of mystery and exclusivity, forbade replication, threatening anyone uh... who attempted to copy or publish it with excommunication. <gasps> But the teen Mozart was hungry for a challenge, and, well, you know Mozart, he was spirited, free-thinking, not prone to doing exactly as he'd been instructed if he didn't see the rationale behind it. So, oh, Wolfgang, so, your card. So, we all know Wolfgang. So as he and his father attended the Wednesday service, he listened to the incredible choral music, and after the performance, his brain set to work. Late into the night, he wrote it out from memory, note for note. And we're talking 12 minutes of choral contrapuntal music. There are two chorus parts divided at times by two to create four groups of singers. On top of that, there are four solo... There are also, sorry, four solo voices that create their own quartet voice. All this stuff going on, a cappella and Mozart got it all. He went back on Friday night to give it a double check. All it needed was a few minor tweaks. Think of the wonder the teen prodigy must have felt, the challenge rising up in him. The exact notes of the composition had been kept a secret for over 100 years after all, like something out of a Grimm Brothers fairy tale. Time for the spell to be broken. After Easter, he and his father continued on with their Italian travels. Later in the year, they encountered Dr. Charles Burney, a noted music historian who, upon his return to England, published the unpublishable Miserere in 1771. To thicken the intrigue, it should be mentioned that Bernie also met up with Padre Martini, which is a great name, who owned another, <laughs> albeit, uh, albeit plainer and simpler, unauthorised copy. And to thicken the thickening, the Mozarts also met with Martini during the course of that, of that Italy year when the young Wolfgang studied with him. But I don't see Padre Martini bringing out his copy of the Miserere as a study guide. Why risk ex excommunication, and thus hell, and eternal damnation for a music lesson with a precocious teen? Well, we know what that sounds like. We do. We, we did hear that. Hell. We have heard that. We heard it today. Yeah. So whose copy did Bernie use when he published? Who can know for sure? Mozart's handwritten copy did not survive to confirm or detract the story. As for the Pope threatening excommunication, well, it would have looked bad to accuse a priest or a king of e or, or excommunicate a 14-year-old musical prodigy. I'm not sure how Bernie got out of it so easily, but I think by that time, the Pope sort of shrugged and said, whatever, our version is still the best. Come check us out next Holy Week and see for yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> and so there we are. That's the one of the first and major documented uh, cases of musical wow. piracy is Mozart S listening to a secret private piece of music and then just copying it with his brain. What a baddie. I know. Oh, I, what a legend. I yeah. didn't, didn't realise Mozart <laughs> just tweeted was like the photo a... of Mozart in a pirate cap. Who did that? Yeah, did... it's quite a good one. <laughs> it's good. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> I, didn't, yeah I, I mean, I've always known uh, Mozart was decent, but... Man, he's he's a bad boy. So yeah. I'm I, I I'm gonna I might look into Mozart and see if there's any of the fun little nuggets of history from him. Because if yeah. he's done that at 14, yeah. oh boy, <laughs> yeah, what else exactly. did he get into? Started young. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, big fan. Um, and I was I was very interested. I didn't realize it's it's one of those kind of like uh, Dan Brown, Da Vinci Code. Like, hang on, the Vatican's got a secret song that only they know the recipe for that they've had for over a hundred years, and it's only like the the twelfth version of it or something. Like, what else are they hiding in their vaults though? 
Is there like is, 20 herbs and spices? Is there 20 herbs and oh. si- spices and also a bit of the Virgin Mary down there? Maybe. Probably, yeah. Is Jesus yeah. down there? Well, there are the um, apocryphal texts, aren't there? There are yeah. a bunch of books of the Bible that used to be kind of considered part of the Bible and then they were kind of removed. And there'll be, I mean, the Vatican Library, like hmm. whether or not you're religious, there must be, it would be really interesting if you could read a single flipping word of what's in there, which I couldn't because it's probably mostly in Latin and yeah. Hebrew and stuff. Just but imagine yeah, imagine the some... smell. Oh, it's yeah. musty. So good in there. Mm. <laughs> yeah there'd be some really interesting stuff in there i'm sure it would be absolutely i'm, je- I'm jealous of people with memories like that i struggle to remember the words that are in front of me as i'm reading sometimes so <laughs> to remember a 12 minute whole symphony <laughs> all right well done boy you yeah you, you've truly earned your status as genius it's pretty incredible isn't it it's uh yeah crazy. you wouldn't steal a handbag no you wouldn't copy a miserata or whatever it was a maserati <laughs> A Mas- you wouldn't copy a Maserati. Oh, no, no, you, you couldn't. You absolutely wouldn't. Well, there we are, ladies and gentlemen, and others, boys and girls, and others. Uh, that is this episode of. Oh, happy Pride Month, by the way, everyone. Happy Pride um, Month, yes. And uh, thank you for listening, and thank you for submitting your things to us. We will, of course, be asking for those again next time. Saturday releases going forwards. Um, and uh, let us know what you think. We, I think it's worked pretty well, and we'll keep us yeah, uh, fresh think, yeah. going forward so we don't have to rely on uh, trying to dodge uh, previously asked questions. So hopefully you enjoy it, and uh, thank you in advance for your support, and if you're watching the video version as well, thank you for that. There is a place you can go if you would like to support us directly, though, and that is some kind of shop, Michael? If you navigate over to vidiotsofficial.com, you will find our lovely little shop that's located on there. Um, So, currently we have four prints, uh, blobby prints in stock, so time is running out if you still want one. Um, so yeah, maybe maybe go check into that. But we will also soon be releasing the Blobby shirt. But if you just can't wait, then there's a whole host of goodies on there right now, including sticker sheets, mug, hoodie, and various T-shirts. Yeah. Um, sadly, you can't combine the shipping of the print and the T-shirts, so that's that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know different where I was going different with Different storefronts. Different stores. So um, yes, ones are being shipped out my bedroom. The others are from the T-sheet. T-she, the t-shirt printing land um, wherever that is so yeah go check it out but do keep your eyes peeled on the shop because there's some I'm gonna, we're gonna maybe have some fun with the colors and stuff so you see how fancy we can take it because it's yeah. it's a stunning design if i still oh, say so myself so. Yes. really really yeah. good Absolutely. i forgot to say Absolutely. peter i went to snappies when i was in bristol did you yeah, yeah. it was very exciting Fantastic. but i didn't get a pizza because uh, i didn't i didn't right. have enough time oh. but i got chips and they were all right. Nice. That was it. Just, just wanted to yeah, tell you. The, the chips. Did a seagull quite... get the chips? No. Or no. Good. No. Chips. Chips, the chips are, good, are quite sad and salty and sad. I think. Oh, I like them. <laughs> I think they're pretty good. Are they square? To be fair, square. Um, no, no, they're not. Sadly, no. Oh. Oh, are they boom. square? What? Square, square chips. Square chips. Square pizza. Snappies. Oh, you get square pizza. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Right. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Fake fan. Fuck. No, they're not square. But uh, I enjoyed them. Oh, never mind. Yeah, it took me right mm. back, but I need to go back there and get a proper pizza at some point. Uh, anyway, uh, oh. YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, all.com forward slash vidiots. Vidiots. Go there for all sorts of stuff and postings and, you know, that you know usual bollocks. Uh, our Discord is vidiotsofficial.com forward slash 
Discord, we'd like to thank Tommy and Fleckers for modding us there. Go chat with like-minded uh, Podiots listeners and videos viewers if you fancy. No, we should have probably episode. also said at the beginning of the episode that there's also a place on the Discord to submit things to. Um, Is it? I didn't tell you about it, did no. I? <laughs> Shit. Well, yes. There's also a little. Um, there's a there's a bit on the Discord. Great, smashed it, Mikey. Mm. Um, <laughs> Oh yeah, there's um it, on the sidebar there's a things submission oh, uh, place where some people also threw them in, but we had some corkers already. So uh, yeah, oh boy. I didn't even know about that. Sorry, sorry, people. I just <laughs> on Discord. Uh, that that's my bad. I just didn't tell anyone else that I did that. And just so. just make sure they're contemporary. If you're going to put them on Discord, make sure they're contemporary because obviously you're not responding yeah. to our request for them, so they might be sitting in there for a while, which we understand. But uh, yeah, make sure they're from the last week week and a half something like that yeah uh, that'd be great uh, twitch.tv forward slash video it's official no plan for streams currently but obviously we'd love to do a reunion stream at some point this summer we will let you know when we promise we will uh what else we got here of course podiots.com three pounds or more to get a shout out at the beginning and the end of the show and join pod squad here once again is the pod squad for this week we begin with mm, let me pull up the image i forgot this bit was coming mm, down on Ye olde anachronistic thorn. Connor Ross loves daddy business. James Bon 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 Bonds. Hoisin Crispy Owl Owl Cool J. Garlic Puddington Bear. Raindrop Joy. Lord Brotovich. Stephen Scordes. The Gimp of Crinkly Bottom. Alexa is actually my name. The Best Donator. I'm in trouble, Fred. Christopher Lee Murder Spree. And that's your lot. Uh, also, an onomous, uh Prince Beefcakes, Hetty Bobetti, who is very generous. Thank you very much. Podiat says Guck Fimps. Caroline gave me knob spoilers. Uh, the very generous Choke Me Mr. Blobby. The very generous David Got Stuck in Stokey Tea. The very generous Wixican Vidiot. Uh, Peter's Penal Pest Problems. The very generous Mikey's The Man. Reunion Stream When Please. Podiat Presents PhD. Uh, fuck you, Lorenz, and Bono has glaucoma, silly. Sorry, Bono. Sorry, Bono. Sorry. Uh, we've also got Big City Jesus 42, Cocktails, woohoo. Uh, Mr. Macca, do you have blob spiders? Anonymous, fuck Mikey's dream. Bartek, two girls, one kubitza. Wear your sunblock. The very generous, anonymous. Salmonella Miller, not okay. Huge ass. Donak07, the very generous Jens Herman, and Alexia add dildos to shopping. Thank you very much, Pod Squad. Podiots.com, once again, £3 or more to get a shout out at the beginning and the end of the show. Uh, Peter Austin, what's out on Vidiots yeah. this week, five years ago, please? I'll tell you, I've just noticed, by the way, my microphone seems just slightly too loud. So sorry if I've been peaking a little bit, oh, guys. Sorry about sorry. that, all the way through we'll be this okay. podcast. But never mind, hopefully you didn't notice. I shouldn't have pointed it out, really, but it's too late now. No, it's fine. Um, anyway, <laughs> this time last uh, several years ago, we had Worst Games Ever Game Selection for the 17th of May. Prove It, Spyro 2, Ripto's Rage, Part 1. Worst Games Ever, Shell Shock 2, Blood Trails. Skyrim Zoo, Skyrim Zoo Chapter 12, A Mammoth Edition. Sunday Funday, Little Big Planet. Memory Cards for the 21st of May, which featured Super Smash Bros. Melee, uh, Atari Star Wars, and Unreal. Prove It Spyro 2 Ripto's Rage Part 2. Post some tat number 14. Happy birthday, Ben. Ah. <gasps> oh. 
Yes. Um, Han Solo Connect Dance Challenge. Piece of cake. Brilliant. Nice. And then the raw green screen footage is unlisted, but <laughs> you can probably still find a link to that somewhere. Yep. Prove It's Fire 2 Rippers Rage Live Action Challenge. Skyrim Z Chapter 13, An Icy Excursion. Sunday Funday, You're in the Movies. That was a good one. Oh, um, yes. Memory Cards for May 28th, John Madden Football, House of the Dead 3, Super Mario Bros. Party is episode 7, Craving McNuggies. Post some tat number 15, Name Redundant. Oh. Worst Games Ever Game Selection for the 31st of May. Becoming Apes, Crisis on the Planet of the Apes VR, where oh. we found an interesting movie, movement technique. Yep. Uh, yep. Worst Games Ever, Sonic the Hedgehog, which is Sonic 06. Uh, and what we're going up to, the third. Um, so, Thorpe Parks, The Walking Dead, Living Nightmare Extreme mm. versus Three Vidiots. That's when we went on a lovely adventure. Yeah. Uh, and finally, Sunday Funday, UFC Sudden Impact Whoa. featuring MMA on point. That's when um, uh, Handsome Tom Ransom mm. and Handsome Jason uh, came to see us. Yes. In wow, the what office. a bumper period that was. It was a bit longer than normal because of the, uh, the shift in the schedule. So it was... Two and a bit weeks, I think, that one. We were really good. Yeah. I'm going to say it. We, we, <laughs> we still were, are, we were really We good. still good are. Content. We were really good. Uh, doing content for YouTube, I mean, on videos. We were yes, really good. Yes. For, a little, for a little window there, we were really good. We were. Really good. We were, we were yeah. pretty really fucking good. good. Uh, Mikey, where are you on the internet? At Parrotboy on Twitter is the best place to keep up with my comings and doings. Um, uh, yeah, go, go there. I'll announce my new job there. So a bit of an incentive to check it out. <laughs> Amazing. And Peter, where are we? Uh, we are at Team Triple Jump together, uh, uh, working together there, um, doing videos and live streams, video game stuff. Worst Games Ever is still alive over there um, and various other fun things. But you can also catch us individually on social media at that Peter Austin and at confused underscore dude, both on Twitter and on Instagram as well, but not very often. Wonderful. Uh, why not leave us a five star review slash rating on your platform of choice? It helps something to do with Al Gore's rhythms. It's free. It doesn't cost you a thing. And it'll take like a minute. Just say this podcast is fucking great. I love it. You should listen to it. Five stars. Yes. Easy. It's as easy as that. You can just copy what I said and put it in there. Uh, do we have a <laughs> final question for people before we disappear? Um, oh, now see, we used to just sometimes ask one of the questions we were asked, but it's not questions oh, anymore. No. No. So, How much would you oh, want you to ever... be paid? Oh, no, go on. I was gonna say, have you ever been involved in a, in a prank like leaving school mm, or yeah. during like in the middle of school? Or That's a good one, like, like that. that. Yeah, yeah. Let's, go. let's go for that. All right, thank you so much for listening, slash watching, everybody. We'll see mm. you next time. Bye. Bye. I'm waving. Bye -bye. You, you guys I'm waving. Waving. I'm waving. Yeah, I'm waving. Bye. Yeah, I'm waving. Bye. Bye. Bye.